Welcome everyone to season three, episode 17 of the flagship of what I've now dubbed the Bucknerverse. Ooh, like it. Yes. I noticed how I tagged you on Facebook on that and you just sort of let that one slide. And that was there, there, are lots of things I, there are lots of things I wanted to say, but I decided to let it go. Well, no, so. and I appreciate that because yeah. it was probably the safest decision. Uh, I, I, I am the pr- I am the proud uh, member of No Land, the Bucknerverse, but, but, so... <laughs> Well, I mean, if, if it's if it's going to be a network, and I didn't want to call it a network, just... Don't call it a network. It's been here for years. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. I like yeah. that. But welcome, everyone, to a show where we talk about halls of fame, but always so much more because there's a lot much more to talk about. Sports, pop culture, music. And we always kick off with a smorgasbord of shit. And that's where I just say whatever really comes to mind. And I've got a few things that I want to say. And may I start off with sort of something that sort of tied in with how I ended last week. Wasn't expecting to talk about Kaepernick. Okay. I just want, and I'm not really talking about Kaepernick at this point, uh, so much as Mark Davis, go screw yourself. If you want to sign him, you could assign, you've had six years to sign him. Because mm-hmm. you, you've heard what he, he said recently. I would welcome him with open arms. So why aren't you? Oh, too busy well, getting the perfect haircut. Well, there's that. Yeah. Uh, mainly because it's, well, but you know, it's not my decision. Da, 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 da. Well, it kind of is, but mm-hmm. I don't, uh, but I don't know what, whether he's a hands-on, hands-off type of owner. I have no clue. I try to look that up. Just usually every time he's in the news, it's because he's just weird. But I, I guess I'm just sort of tired of virtue signaling around him. I said last week what I said about Cap that, my feelings on him changed mm-hmm. uh, and pretty much uh, if you want to know exactly what I think, Stephen A. Smith's, what he says, I'm a hundred percent with him. I'm usually not a hundred percent with what Stephen A. says, but on what he does, what he said about him, I'm totally down with. Basically, I don't believe Cap, but Cap was screwed. And he changed and somewhere along the line, Cap is playing people. It's, it's what I honestly believe. Fair I, 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 both those things can be true that he was screwed and that he's he been screwed. playing people 100 he, he was totally screwed i was 100 percent down with what he what happened with his his protest it's his right to do it whether i believed it or not it's his right to do it and he brought a lot of attention to a to a lot of issues that maybe a lot of people didn't think about mm-hmm. and he had the form to do it uh since that time i Think that in 2016 2017 2018 he really did want to play but i don't believe that he really does now but whether he gets an opportunity or not i don't know but i'm tired of people with the power saying oh you know what we, we would totally do this but then they don't pete carroll i'm mostly looking at you because you you've got what did he say in 2017 you know like i would really have him here but you know he's too good not to be a starter well, it might be true when you have uh, Russell Wilson. I don't know what's going on with them in the draft right now. They they just, right now as we're doing this, uh, they didn't draft a quarterback yet, and all they've got is Geno Smith. They haven't signed. They haven't traded for Baker Mayfield. So let, let's just be blunt. Anyone who says that they're uh, that they really want to sign him and doesn't, they're mm-hmm. playing you. They're trying to get brownie points on virtue signaling points. So if you're doing that, go fuck yourself. That's all I got to say on that. That's not really a pro or anti-cap thing. That's just 
stock. No, no, it's, it's it's you're right. I mean, people can say all what they want, but actions always speak louder than words. Yeah, I mean, hey, Cap, we'll hire you. I don't think we can afford what I, we can't afford you. I don't know what you do for us. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. We can't afford one tweet from him. I don't think. Yeah, probably so. not. But no, I, that's that's just it. I'm getting really tired of people doing that. That's mm-hmm. just bothering me. Uh, something that just came up. I noticed this a few hours ago, and I don't know if you noticed this. Uh, did you see what Dolly Parton said? I did not. Okay. Uh, so Dolly Parton was interviewed by NPR, and that was uh, apparently she said she would accept it if she if she uh, were, if she was uh, chosen for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And uh, just you should, yeah. And again, pretty much said I mean, that if, she, if 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 she told people not to vote for her, and then people voted for her anyway, like she she's not telling them not to vote for her in a Kurt Schilling sort of way. She's telling people not to vote for her because she didn't want to dilute the pool for <laughs> the, other w- worthy w- women on that ballot. And but if she's elected, then they need. She realizes in order for everyone else to get in there, she needs to get out of the way. I, I just, I just, I, I kind of broke out laughing because I think this is going to be the first, last, and only time that Kurt Schilling and Dolly Parton will ever be five words within each other. I think I did it earlier when. Uh, when you probably uh, she did the first time. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe I forgot. I might have been drinking again. Big uh, shot. Whoever drinks. Well, there you go. Uh, so Dolly said, so at least we know what would happen. Uh, she said she would still feel unworthy, but she's going to do it if that happens. Uh, in that quote, in her quote, though, she said, like, uh, well, you know, it's something that the fans wanted. I don't know if she necessarily knows who votes, which all just shows how out of her sphere this is to her. Because Dolly Parton, as you and I have both said, is no dummy. Mm-hmm. This is just not something she thinks about. Mm-hmm. So that's something that at least we know how that would be. And we kind of knew that whatever it was going to be, it was going to be classy. Mm-hmm. So... There's that. Uh, Dave Stewart, I don't think I brought this up last week. They finally figured out what to do with him in Oakland because shame works. Uh, September 11th, they're going to be retiring his number uh, as number 34. So, okay. I thought that was sort of worth bringing up. So, why September 11th? I don't know. They're, they're at home against the White Sox. That doesn't really have a whole lot to do with him. I, I think maybe they should have picked a Jays game perhaps because he had a pretty now, good Now it'd make more sense. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they had to do something because, you know, the biggest story I saw in the A's this week was that their stadium has so few people going to it that's being overrun by feral cats. I missed that. That's awesome. Yeah. There, there was a story on that, that the feral cat population's gone up like four times over the last like five years uh, with, with just because there's so few people around to bother them. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, and then Two other things. One, congratulations to, okay, the Joker may not have gone to the second round of the NBA playoffs, but he did win the prestigious Notton Hall of Fame Cup for the second in a row. And what that is, because I clearly have too much time on my hands. It's hard to believe. Sorry, sticks thing. I'll just stop there because I know how much. Yeah, do do, do not. Do not continue with sticks. I will not. I will not. Uh, So with every game, I award points. Five, four, three, two, one on performance. Jokic was the runaway winner. You, you can collect your cup here in Winnipeg next time you're here. It's a very, very I, I've got, it's, it's this giant trophy, Mr. Jokic. So please come and get it and work that in your contract because, you know, you never know what that might be worth. 
You never know. Yeah. You, you can go get a cup from that athletic supporter. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, congratulations. Actually, when I did that last time, that actually got into some Euro news. I don't know how some Euro. <laughs> <laughs> I have to right. check. It, must, it must be all the Russian people on the website. No, they just spam with nonsense. Yeah. I was trying to be nice. Well, continue. Yeah, although, so if people are wondering again, like, you know, I put comments there and it doesn't show up. It's, it's because I have to filter. Because that's why. And I guess just the, the final thing, this isn't really, I feel like I'm going to rag on women's sports again, but I don't, but I, I saw something that I thought was super cool. And I never really thought about uh, women's soccer in Europe and, and the club teams. Then I saw that a new record was set. Uh, a week ago with over 90, yeah, it was like 90, over 90,000. And this is kind of back to back on, on, on the, the women's Barcelona team. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Holy shit. That's amazing. And why does that not translate in North America? I mean, the U S women's team are super popular, but no, mm-hmm. no one pays to watch them play in the club and mm-hmm. the club teams. I, I was looking at this too, like in the 2019 numbers, because uh, obviously 2020 is, was a wash, and I don't right. even know if there was a season. 2021, I don't, I it doesn't that you can't count that. And 2022 hasn't started yet. I think that mm-hmm. starts tomorrow. Uh, so they were up, and they were sort of like touting how much they were up. But I'm looking at their numbers, and that still stinks. Megan Rapinoe's team averaged 5,000. That's terrible. It's not good. Uh, Portland, incidentally. Uh, was by far the highest, tw- over 20,000 average. That's the, the thorns, correct? The Portland yeah, thorns. yeah, which was, because I, I read an article a month ago about this one lady who is who decided she was going to make her own sports bar just for women's sports. I thought, well, that's not going to work, and, but it's in Portland. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it will work, because... Portland is soccer mad, so... Uh, soccer mad, and they're, they're supporting that team, and good on them, but why can this not work you've got well-known names mm-hmm. what am i missing i don't know okay I, I don't i don't have a good answer for you because uh yeah I, I don't have an answer for you other than soccer is not as popular even with the mls as soccer is over in europe so maybe it's just a, a thing of that but i mean even like like uh, Argentina didn't have a, even a women's national team until Brazil started winning World Cups. And then they got pissed and got one together. Uh, so, I mean, the, maybe the whole thing's just lagging, but I, I don't have an answer. I don't have okay. a good answer for it. Well, no, I was just sort of like wondering if maybe you had some insight on that. Cause that just seemed like something that when I looked in the numbers, okay, well, I, I thought like when I first would take a look at this, that they would outdraw the WNBA in terms of attendance, not, not in TV ratings. Right. But the attendance and mm-hmm. it didn't, it didn't come close. No, I don't know. Okay. No, that was just something I found like really interesting. Uh, women's sports to me, again, I've, I've said this, I'm a broken record, but I, it fascinates me that the two, the two biggest sports for, that were women. <laughs> no, Jasper, that's not the sport. <laughs> for those wondering, that's Jasper, the friendly Corgi. You can follow him on Instagram, Jasper underscore the friendly Corgi. He's going to interrupt him. Might as well plug him again, <laughs> which is women's tennis and mixed martial arts. Go figure that one out. I can't. Yeah. But, yeah. So that is my cornucopia, my poo-poo platter. It's kind of all over the place. Nothing really that's going to get me angry or anything, but 
just a few things I found somewhat interesting. Fair enough. Uh, should we go right from that to, because uh, my elevator up, elevator down is pretty small. Because uh, I have no. And actually, so is the death march today. This well, week. you know, let's go right to it because uh, the headliner is someone uh, that happened, I guess, sort of like after after we recorded last week and then before yeah, we like live. immediately there immediately after i sent you the text like yeah it's like 15 minutes after we finished recording yeah so uh, let, let's, we'll, let's talk about who we, we lost this week well, well we'll we'll get to we'll get to him in a second um yeah because i figure he's the the headliner yeah about. he's he's the hammer here uh yeah. let's start with uh harold livingston uh novelist and screenwriter probably best known for writing star trek the motion picture Oh. In 1979, passed away at the age of 97. Um, yeah, he phoned so. it in for 10 minutes of that, though, when it was just uh, I'm looking at uh, look at all the special effects as it's 10 minutes going into the, when they're finally going into uh, the new Enterprise. Yeah. So um, we also lost a couple of politicians who I don't normally go into, but I thought both these guys were interesting. Mm-hmm. I'll start with the better known one, who's Orrin Hatch, the senator from Utah for a very long time um what used to be was a senate pro temp uh through 2019 um was in Cong was in congress from uh 1977 through 2019 which is a very very long time but he passed away at the age of 88 when was was, uh, was, was he a sitting senator no he no he he left it's uh mike lee i think took over for him because yeah, he's, he's one of the guys who's heavily involved with the january 6th thing when so. when that when i heard he died because i heard that name all my life i assumed he was dead a long time ago to be honest but. fair enough um also johnny jones passed away as a, a state legislator from louisiana which i don't normally bring up but he was a soldier the 494th Port Battalion and was involved in D-Day. Mm. I was also a civil rights attorney had to do with the 1953 Baton Rouge bus boycott, which happened two years for the Montgomery bus boycott. Uh, and just led a ridiculous, a ridiculous career. A Purple Heart, American Campaign uh, Medal, Legion of Honor from France, Croix de Guerre with Palm from France, uh, American Campaign Medal, like just amazing stuff. And when he Got, came home he was driving himself to go get a piece of shrapnel removed from his neck got pulled over by a sheriff's deputy in rural louisiana and beat the crap out of for being black and driving louisiana uh, but he passed away after a very interesting life at the age of 102 so i did uh, wow okay uh, i have nothing to add there just yeah, he, he was the first ever African-American U.S. Army warrant officer in the history of the country. So anyway, he, he was injured by shrapnel at Omaha Beach. Did not get his Purple Heart until 77 years later. Why? For some reason, I don't know the answer to that one. I think we do. Sadly. Um, yeah. So uh, anyway. So uh, that, that's it for uh, people who are not officially in something we deal with. Um, from singers, uh, we lost Rick, uh, sorry, wrong category. Uh, we lost, uh, country singer, Canadian country singer, and probably the leading Cree Canadian country singer, Shane Yellowbird passed away at the age of 42. 
Uh, I don't have a lot to say about him. Do you know him well? Not really, but uh, it did get, you know, I'm back uh, living in Canada, that did get quite a bit of attention here. Uh, especially like living out west, uh, like in the prairies. Mm -hmm. uh, like growing up in, in Toronto or in the Toronto area, there wasn't really a significant First Nations population in Toronto and Hamilton in, in that area. I mean, there is in Ontario, but not in that local news. Whereas here in Winnipeg, it's certainly more significant. So, uh, yeah, I was learning more about him. Like, like super successful, you know, mm -hmm. you know, for in that. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this before. Or, uh, I just learned, and I, th I thought it was sort of interesting considering a, a bet that the rare bet I won where you uh, were kind enough to grace us with uh, the Canadian National Anthem, and you did that in English, French, and in Cree. Mm -hmm. Here's a, the APTN, which is the uh, First Nations uh, channel in Canada. I just learned there's Hockey Night in Cree. So really? actually do a few episodes for that, which... I thought that's 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 pretty interesting. I, I would I'm actually gonna I think that might be some interesting people to interview, the people who do that. Hundred yeah. percent. I'd like to know more about that. Also, they also do that. Here's another thing you may not know. Uh, they also do hockey night in Punjabi uh, for select games. Interesting. Yeah, because we've got a very uh, large, significant, much larger, like percentage wise than the U.S. of South of South Asians in in, in Canada. So like when that first came, because they, they first tried that Hockey Night in Mandarin, that flopped. And then they went to Hockey Night in Punjabi. And I thought, who's watching this? Well, apparently a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. Cool. So, you know, that. so don't be surprised if you like in 20 years from now, uh, uh, someone named Singer Patel wins the Hart Trophy. And when that happens, it's going to be pretty damn cool. That would be really cool. I agree. Because of shows, you know, and stuff like this. So, Sorry, I, I got I got us off topic. No, I like it. It's yeah. it's I like it. So, um, yeah. So anyway, um, Shane Yellowbird was forty two when he passed. Uh, he had epilepsy and seizures. It doesn't say what he passed of, but it may have been related to that. So yeah, that, I didn't hear exactly why that was, but that did make significant news here. Significant news. Yeah. Uh, also, the Queen of the Beatniks, uh, Judy Hensky, passed away at the age of eighty five. Um, very high, uh, very influential in folk rock in the mid to late 60s. Um, she uh, had an, a very well-known album for folk rock called Farewell Aldebaran with her husband, Jerry Yester, which was an eclectic fusion of folk music, psychedelia, and arty pop. Uh, but yeah, she passed away at the age of 85. So uh, also passing away. Yeah. Uh, also passing away, saxophonist for the uh, for Earth, Wind, and Fire, uh, Andrew Woolfork passed away. Uh, he had two stints from '73 to '85 and '87 to '93. He also played with Denise Williams, Phil Collins, uh, Level Forty Two, and a few others. Um, he passed away after '82. I'm sorry, I didn't know about the Level Forty Two. Yes, interesting. Okay. Um, but he was he was inducted with the band in 2000 and in 2017 he was inducted to the colorado music hall of fame oh. uh, but he passed away after a long illness at the age of 71. earth wind and fire from colorado he was from colorado i don't know where earth and wind and fire are actually from i figured they're from detroit hold on yeah i don't know it's interesting but yeah just like earth, wind and fire from chicago okay so i guess he's from Col i guess he 
He's from Colorado, I guess. Yeah, why not? Uh, Hall of Fame we don't talk about much. The Lacrosse Hall of Fame. Uh, Richie Moran, Hall of Fame. Lacrosse Hall of Famer as a player and coach. Um, inducted Lacrosse Hall of Fame in 1983. Won three national championships with Cornell. Uh, we coached him from 69 to 77. I won 71, 76, and 77 uh, national championships. Uh, played for Maryland from 58 to 60. Um, four time, or sorry, three time uh, coach of the year and national coach of the year at 71, 77, and 87. Um, so he passed away at the age of 85. It's always fascinating to me just how lacrosse doesn't become bigger. Mm. It, there are a lot of kids who play it. A lot more kids who play it. When when I was a kid, uh, up in New England, we the lacrosse was on two separate levels. They're like the people were just starting and the teams that were established. So that was the one sport where uh, your league was just a, like if you were one of the best teams, it didn't matter what league you were in for every other sport. They just put you all together in one league. Mm-hmm. So some of the schools were huge, some were tiny, but they were all together. So uh, then now it's it's much more spread out. Uh, up there so their leagues are now pretty equal so another, another useless fact for you the actual official sport of canada is lacrosse it's not hockey hmm. that's actually our official sport interesting yeah uh from what when i was doing a whole bunch of just early research looking up looking at that it's uh very i don't know that's i guess maybe just because we're so far up north conceivably i mean it, it could have gone almost the other way with lacrosse over hockey because some of the early great athletes in Canada were also elite lacrosse players. That makes sense. Oh, I mean, Jim Brown's in the lacrosse hall of fame. So, Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Jim Brown was an incredible lacrosse player. Sir. What couldn't he do? I, I, I don't, I, whatever it is, I wouldn't want to tell him to his face. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Scores touchdowns, kills Nazis. <laughs> Yeah, it's Jim Brown. It's Jim Brown. Uh, anyway, uh, we have a couple people from the early days of the AFL. Um, former quarterback John Stofa, who played for the Steelers, Bengals, uh, and Dolphins, uh, didn't play many games, but he's a member of the Buffalo Athletic Hall of Fame. Uh, passed away at the age of seventy-nine. And also passing away from the NFL, the player who has the all-time record for single-season tackles in the history of the New England Patriots, uh, Clayton Weishoon, passed away at the age age of 62. He died in a car crash. He was his uh, 60th overall pick in the 82 draft. What? How many tackles do you think Clayton Weishoon had in his second year of 1983? That's not the record. Okay. Were they? So so they were officially recording tackles then i'm trying to remember what yep. year uh well yeah this is 83 so they're recording tackles at least in 83 so i'll guess 153 up okay you want, guess again uh 182 up 212 up this can't be right uh 250 down 229 he had 229 tackles for the Patriots in 1983. And what would have been a 16, was it 16? Yeah, it would have been 16 games. Yeah, 16 game season. Okay, yeah. So, uh, he, yeah, that's, that's pretty impressive. Um, but he played, he played, uh, he's traded to Green Bay Packers. We played nine games in uh, 
1987. He suffered both a hamstring and groin injury in 86. Um, he missed the entire 85 seasons with the Super Bowl. He basically had a he started huge, had a knee injury in 84, never really recovered or retired in 87. Uh, but he's a member of the Angelo State Hall of Fame and the Lone Star Conference Hall of Fame. So it can't be that many Angelo State players. Uh, I, I don't even know what the Lone Star on. Conference is. Obviously, that's in Texas, but the, like Division uh, it's, two, it's, Division, it's Division two. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So Clayton Wiseman, like I said, was uh, was sixty two, died in a car crash. And finally, mm. nineteen eighty eight uh, inductee to the Hockey Hall of Fame, Guy Lafleur. You know, uh, last week when we talked about Mike Bossy. And I said he was like the greatest right wing of his generation. He took that from Guy Lafleur. Mm. And, and the fact that these two who played, I don't know how many games they would have played against each other, uh, roughly around the same age, because Guy died at 70, Lafleur was 60-something, I believe. So he wasn't all that yeah, much. I think older. It was yeah, it was, it was very close in age. Yeah, both Quebecers. Uh, Guy Lafleur was my first favorite hockey player, even though I was not a Canadians fan, but there was just something about Guy Lafleur. Like, it's like back in the day when he was, looked like he was the fastest skater on the ice, maybe because he had the flowing blonde hair and with just a, that bit of the receding hairline, which made it look like it was flowing more than it was, if that right. makes sense. Uh, the, the skullet. Above. Well, it wasn't the skullet, but I mean, it was... <laughs> A little bit more forehead let's just say okay fair enough yeah uh you know number 10 uh all-time scoring leader for montreal i'm pretty sure that's right i didn't look that up but i'm, I'm pretty sure that that's accurate like i can't say the greatest tab of all time because that's always going to be the rocket but mm. uh, one of the one of the coolest things i own like i don't have a whole lot of like ball cards but i have a i have the I have a guillafleur rookie card now it's beat to shit so it's not actually worth anything in terms of that, but it is to me. Mm -hmm. So, which is, I mean, I think why I want to collect, go back to card collecting in the first place, not because I'm trying to make any kind of money off. It just, I just want to have fun with it. It's just mm -hmm. takes me back. So, you know, my, my first favorite player, probably because that was my dad's favorite player. And my dad doesn't watch any sports at all. I think I've mentioned that to you before, but he oh when he does watch anything it'd be the it'd be montreal so he actually watched like last year's uh cup final because montreal, okay. montreal which yep. is probably the most hockey he's watched in 20 years uh last time the Habs were in the finals sorry kidding. Uh, yeah no that's probably that probably was why yeah so because you know, i call him every day so you watch hockey oh, i watched the first period then i fell asleep but i mean just for him doing that it's still impressive but yeah, Lafleur, like not a great defensive player, as we'd find out sort of later. As we, as not like it's funny because Guy Lafleur was my first favorite player. He wouldn't have been now as, mm -hmm. as a sort of because we're going to talk. Oh shit, I forgot to bring up something like that. We'll do that before we do elevator up, elevator down. Okay, um, but you know, just a pure offensive, pure pure offensive, gifted winger. Of, yeah, one of three people to enter the hockey hall, you know, for our purposes, we'll talk calls, to enter the hockey hall of fame and then go back to play. Because mm. then he played played for the Rangers for one year and then finished off his career with Quebec Nordiques for two years. I, you know, like, I think it wasn't great at that point, but it was Guy Lafleur. Mm -hmm. You know, just an iconic figure, not just in Quebec, 
and but in all of Canada. And that is saying something because back then in the 70s, 80s, especially in the 80s, there wasn't, I, I, I don't know how much you know this, how close Quebec was to leaving us. Oh, I know. I, I studied yeah. international law. Okay. So yeah. The, the, uh, uh, the stat, the international only court that has established an international rules for seceding is the uh, court of, of Canada on whether or not Quebec is secede. They came up with six, six tests as to if all six of those, then they should be able to legally secede. Well, so, look at you teaching me this. Yeah. I've written multiple papers on this, but of course I wrote them 18 years ago, but I had to write multiple, multiple papers on this. I had to write a paper on whether the Kurds could succeed from Iraq um, back in the day. So see in Canada, Kurds are what we put on Putin. And in the US, in this part of the world, Kurds are what we deep fry and serve at Culver's. <laughs> <laughs> but I digress. Yeah, Lafleur was a special player, just loved by the entire country. Uh, big deal in Montreal. And goodbye, number 10. I love you. I still remember, I can't remember uh, exactly where it was. I think it might have been the NHL. Talking about tough guys in the history of hockey. And it was sort of a, a plan where it's like someone like Guy Lafleur. And his first name is Guy. What does Lafleur mean? He goes, the flower. He goes, boo. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, was, so. yeah, he, was, he wasn't a tough player. Neither was Mike Bossy. That, like, again, when I, when I was a little kid just trying to learn about hockey. But Mike Bossy, that's got to be the toughest guy in the world. Oh, he's not? He won the Lady Bing? Yeah, which you and I have joked about has got to be the the only the only uh, major award that you can win that you wouldn't put on a Tinder profile. Fair enough. I just added that part, but yeah, it's just something kind of kind of interesting. I forgot somebody that I wanted to talk about, and I actually messaged right, you that I wanted to talk about him. Uh, Ryan Getzloff has oh, yes. has completed his career. Uh, possibly the greatest Anaheim duck of all time. It's hard to say because there's Timu Solani, but Timu also and had so much great time in, with here in the here in Winnipeg. And put uh, on Paul Correa, but the first one that came to mind to me actually was uh, uh, Scott Niedermeyer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's also Corey Perry. And, like, and Corey Perry. Although Corey Perry's end of his career just makes him seem not as good as he was. Very true. Very true. And that, God, that happens so much, especially in, especially in football. My God. Oh, yeah. Yep. I mean, just like Brady. <laughs> well, Brady is definitely that the, the, if there's ever been a line, the exception to the rule, I don't know who that applies to. Yeah. He said he probably could play till he's 50, but he's not sure he wants to. Especially when I when I do all these classic sports reviews and I look at what these people look like in their thirties, mm-hmm. and then you look at Tom Brady now, it's just oh yeah, it was Kenny Stabler. Kenny Stabler is a thirty eight year old versus Tom Brady is a forty five year old. Like Stabler's got like flowing white hair. He looks like he's uh, on some of know, slept under an overpass for several years. Mm-hmm. Like, but again, Kenny Stabler's probably smoking a half a pack of Marlboro Reds at halftime. So. <laughs> So, I mean, that Bobby Lane during the 1957 NFL championship drank half a bottle of whiskey in the locker room at halftime and they still went out and won. So Tom Brady doesn't eat strawberries. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. 
never had a strawberry in his life. Is there something bad about strawberries that I should know? I have, who knows? I don't know. It's probably something Alex Guerrero told him. And Alex Guerrero, of course, is uh, the most questionable thing about Tom Brady. So, Uh, Well, so Getzlaff. Here's a guy who, is he a Hockey Hall of Famer? And I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure either. You know, best year he was, he finished second to the heart to uh, Crosby. Uh, Mm -hmm. Only one postseason all-star. But does have the Stanley Cup ring, is has over a thousand points, mm-hmm. was a complete player. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but he, he could do everything really good, but or, or a lot or a lot of things great, but he wasn't excellent at anything, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. You know, so internationally brilliant, which does matter to the Hockey Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. You know, two Olympic golds and played a big part of it. He wasn't you know, and the back part of, well, not really as any back part on a Team Canada lineup. And I, I don't know. I don't know whether he's a hockey, he's one of those guys where I'd be a lot happy for, I won't go, eh, like I did when Guy Carboneau got in. Yeah. And that's not a shot so much at Guy Carboneau, but Getzloff had a really, really good career. He's got the hardware. I, don't know though because he was never really necessarily the best guy on his team but there's a lot of other intangibles likable guy uh probably would have won the king clancy had it not been this fact that it was given to both the sedines because they were retiring right uh nominated a lot for the mark messier leadership award which doesn't seem like much of an award but in hockey it means a hell of a lot it's one of the my favorite new awards created in -hmm. the last 20 years so I personally would like to see him in, but if he doesn't, I'm not surprised either. Is that like a fair? Yeah, it's fair. I mean, he was only an all-star three times in 16 years. So even what? And that's not a lot. The hockey, no. coming out all-star in hockey isn't that hard. No. Uh, so looking at similarity scores, I actually technically played 17 years. Sorry. But his similarity scores um, on on Hockey Reference mm-hmm. are Steve Nash, Joe Pavelski, Jason Spezza are his three most clo- closely associated players. Then Adam Oates, who's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Phil Kessel, Frank Mahalovich, uh, Mahovlich, mm-hmm. I can never say his name right, who's a Hall of Famer. Bobby Clark, Hall of Famer. Eric, uh, Mark Messier, Hall of Famer. Eric Stahl and Patrick Marlowe. So... And that list's all over the board, isn't it? It's all over the board. If you look at like the adjusted point shares, you have a bunch of those people plus Dale Howardchuk, Ted Lindsay, and Zach Paris get involved. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Howardchuk, they're going to be erecting the uh, Dale Howardchuk statue, hmm. uh, which is going to be right across, right underneath where I'm going to be living. So I'm pretty excited about that. So perhaps not Hall of Fame should be there. Perhaps. Perhaps, yes. So thank you, Ryan. You had a, you had a really good career. Uh, if you were playing for my senators and who, and you beat my senators in the 2007 Stanley cup, I think I might've been the only person watching that in either country. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure when it was like Anaheim versus Ottawa, Oh, the whatever network, oh, that, you must've been thrilled. Gary, Gary Bettman definitely cheated to get that match up. <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah. I'm looking at this again, though. He's 89th in points all time. Mm-hmm. Um, he's right between Dale Hunter and Pat LaFontaine. Okay. But points are now going up, right? Because we I know. But when Getzloff, you look at his almost his entire career, it's in the dead puck era. That is true. So I, that part doesn't really, I don't know. I mean, I, like, I, I think if I had him, would I have been, would I have been thrilled to have him for 10 years and plus? And the answer is absolutely. Mm-hmm. There are some hockey hall of famers that I can't say that about. That's true. So yeah, I mean, it's possible, but I, I mean, not to bring up my favorite Pierre Turgeon, but Turgeon hasn't sniffed it and he's out. 308 points ahead. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, so of, Jer- yeah. Jer- Jeremy Roenick's over um, just under 200 points ahead and has gotten in. Vinny Dampus is just under 200 points ahead. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. We'll see. There, I mean, and active players ahead of him in points who are going to retire. I mean, Joe Thornton, Alex Ovechkin, Sidney Crosby, Patrick Marlowe, Patrick Kane, event, uh, Jenny Malkin, Anze Kopitar, and Eric Stahl. Mm-hmm. Are all ahead of him too, and I'm not sure all those guys are getting in. Anse Kopitar and Eric Stahl are people I have trouble seeing getting in. You know, it's it's funny you brought up Crosby and then Crosby and Ovechkin, like both come in around at the same class, and then you look at the two of them together. Crosby still could be Sid the kid. Mm-hmm. Ovechkin looks like his creepy uncle. Yeah, but Ovechkin okay. is—he became a player I liked, and I never thought I'd say that. How many? Who? How many more points does Alex Ovechkin have than Sidney Crosby in his career? Uh, it's it's got to be a lot. I know it's a lot more goals. Crosby's always hurt more. Off the top of my head, I'm going to guess 300. One. How the hell did I get that one wrong? Okay. Alex, Ove- Alex Ovechkin's 20 with 1,410. Oh crap! I I did see this. Yeah, because they were actually somebody put this up and they were tied. Yeah. Yeah. Sid- Sidney Crosby second at 1,409 or 21st uh, tied with uh, Dale Howardchuk at the moment. Yeah, but what's their goal difference? Uh, that I'll have to get. Hold on. Okay, because that's got to be. I just I just I just did points point. leaders. Give me a second here. Yeah. Uh, goal. This far off. Career goal leaders. Ovechkin's got 780. Crosby's got 517. So 263. Okay. All right. That's why I'm thinking that. Yeah. Who's, here, here's another trivia question. Ovechkin's mm-hmm. first active in goals. Who's second? In active goals? Yep. Crosby's third. Who's second? I wonder if they count Jagger because he hasn't retired yet. No, I'm not kind of. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, no, this should be really easy. Enough. Why is it not? Who's still playing? Actually, I take it back. He actually is had didn't play this year, did he? I think oh, he's retired, but they still have him listed as active. Well, no, Malkin's still playing. Or it's, no, it, Patrick Marlowe. Oh, okay. Mar- Mar- Marlowe didn't play this year. I just forgot. I, I forgot what year it was for a second. They still, have, they still have him highlighted. There's another. There's a player I forgot all. I, you forget all about. It's like you, you forget that Joe Thornton could win a Stanley Cup this year, but Joe Thornton has done virtually nothing. Mm-mm. Like all I'm year. Amazed Thornton doesn't have 500 goals. That's yeah. kind of crazy. In- incidentally, that whole cup thing it's going to be awarded next week in hockey. Nice. Yes. Oh, you the the athletic supporter cup. Yes, the athletic support. Yeah. Well, it's not in Hall of Fame cup sponsored by some random athletic supporter company let's run with that there we are that works yeah 
the only problem is that they could actually find it in Winnipeg. They might actually be here. Oh, well. Nice. All right. Anyway, so uh, we do uh, elevator up, elevator down. Yeah. Uh, and for those who are new, elevator up is where I look at, or, hey, who's done something over the last week that makes me think they've really increased their Hall of Fame career or elevator down? Hey, it's the same thing. Uh, I have no elevator up. Uh, you'd think there might be something based on the NBA playoffs and the rounding up the hockey season, but I've got one pretty big elevator down and he was an elevator up a few months ago. And I think if you think about the playoffs, you probably already know where I'm going. Or if you don't, do you want to take a guess at who it is? Cause I didn't tell, I, I didn't tell you. Ahead Kyrie. Of no, it's not Kyrie. It's not Kyrie. Cause, cause it's Pat, not Kyrie or Ben Simmons. Um, Ben, ben Simmons would, if he found the elevator, he'd find a way to cry. I, 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 I did appreciate him, his dress in game three, where it's like dressed like, like Skeeter from, from Doug back in the day, <laughs> like on the bench, there's this, like, is what an iconic picture almost at this point of uh, Rob Williams in game three coming back and slam dunking it. And then uh, Simmons uh, on the bench standing up in his clown suit and the back not playing. So I felt like that was sort of the outfit that everyone who got invited to the NFL draft passed on because they knew like, we, I'm not, you're not going to dress me up as a clown. People at the rodeo draft passed on it too. Someone from the first round who went, who went. And down. it was a previous elevator up. So to make it easier of this year. God, you think I pay attention? Um, <laughs> Trey Young. No. Who you got? I don't know. Uh, th this one, I think, is actually a pretty big elevator down, and I'm going with Demar Derozan. Uh, as soon as I as soon as I stopped talking, Demar Derozan popped into my yeah. head. Yeah, uh, he was an early elevator up because I love the way he was playing. You were hearing about you're now living in Chicago, former Boston guy. So like Derozan, mm -hmm. and rightfully so, was part of an early MVP conversation. I think we all knew he wasn't going to get it, but the fact that he even was in anyone's conversation was incredible. Uh, considering mm. the last three years, he was the top dog on a mediocre Spurs team. And mm. as a Raptors fan, and as much as I like watching him play, the reality was Masai knew that he had to get rid of his best player for somebody better. And what happened? Toronto won it all. That's who DeRozan was. And there was a chance that if Chicago would have made the finals and maybe a few months ago, we would have thought that's certainly possible. Eight weeks ago, absolutely. Yeah. The, eight weeks ago, there, and then one team in the East. Yeah. So DeRozan did it all backward. He peaked early, and DeRozan did not have a very good playoff. Hmm. He looked old. Well, he doesn't look old. He looks like he could play. He could play like he could play a teenager still. But DeRozan plays old now. He, he played older than than he did earlier in the season. He needed this really, really bad, and. To me, I don't know how I can ever bring him up as a serious Hall of Fame contender again. I really don't. And yeah, I know there's some other players like Levine was hurt a bit. He didn't exactly play great. Uh, not that I'm a huge uh, Lonzo fan, but he wasn't there. But Chicago, I don't want to say choked, but they ran out of Milwaukee's gas. A, Milwaukee's a significantly better team. Right. But they also ran out of gas. DeRozan, who was lifting them up, couldn't. 
didn't even look like he like he was even capable of of that. They they missed Lonzo a lot, Lonzo Ball. Yeah, like the the ball movement that Lonzo provides was significant in their early success. And when he went out, they held it for a while, but they just they couldn't keep up. Yeah, and and I think the, the narrative is back where it was for me on on DeRozan. I do think that I I still I honestly believe that he should actually get an NBA ring, a championship ring for what he did to get Toronto deep into that level. I, I truly believe that, even though he was not on that team. Fair enough. But and we we talk about how the bar is lower. I just don't see it for him now. This mm-hmm. was a year that he had to have. Mm-hmm. And, and it didn't get it done. Mm-hmm. And yeah, especially as, as things went on, as things went down. So DeMar DeRozan is my begrudgingly elevator down. Fair enough. Yeah. And now we close off with it's the good, it's the bad, and it's the ugly. We need a graphic of just a whole bunch of spaghetti falling. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, of sports. And this one, I do know what you've got, and I've got some notes for the ugly. Mm -hmm. Well, the ugly is going to be the same sport split in two parts. Um, So the first is the good. This happened last week on the day we recorded and we somehow didn't bring it up. So, so I want to spend some time on it now. Um, we have a new head of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Um, America's favorite president of the, football, of the Hall of Fame, David Baker, stepped down. Uh, I said favorite because nobody knows who anybody else is. Um, but the new, the new president, Jim Porter, uh, has proven very willing to listen to honestly what not just the voters think but what the public feels at, at large and one of the decisions they made was that uh i know in the class of 2000 they put in 10 seniors but the seniors pool is still super deep and they've decided at least it had been that they're going they had been doing one senior a year uh since for the last two they've decided to go up to three seniors a year for the next three which still isn't going to clear enough, but it's certainly better than one. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is good news for Bengals fans everywhere. Yep. Um, this is good fans. There's good uh, news for uh, people who like, uh, I'm hoping that they get some more AFL people in here who've been forgotten by and large. Um, uh, someone, uh, Dave, uh, why can't I his name? Uh, the Broncos guy. Um, oh, Tom Hall? No, it's, yeah, I'm sorry, Tom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jeez. I'm sorry, Tom. Uh, Tom had uh, who? If they do this, who are your class of your favorite uh, or of your players from your team? Uh, and the first one for me for the Patriots is Gino Capaletti, who I still understand why he's been overlooked. But even more than Gino Capaletti, someone like Tom Morris, who was a starting center for the Patriots during those years, who was probably the best center in the AFL, um, and is on the AFL All Decade team. Um, has been completely forgotten. Although the, uh, he and Winston Hill, and they got Winston Hill in. The other, that was a uh, nice surprise. I, yeah, I, he, and he, but he was the only AFL player they got in. Yeah. So, I mean, if they're going to do this, the, the seniors who are considered this year but didn't get in were Ken Anderson, Maxie Bond, uh, Roger Craig, Randy Gratishar, Lester Hayes, Chuck Howley, Mike Ken, Joe Klecko, your favorite, Clay Matthews Sr. Um, <laughs> Eddie Meter, 
uh, Stanley Morgan, Patriot, hmm. uh, Tommy Nobis, Ken Riley, Sterling Sharp, and surprisingly to everybody, probably Jimmy Ray Smith, uh, who is probably one of the more surprising senior candidates I've ever seen. Um, just getting like, let's just say that first classes, I'll split up here, Ken Anderson, Roger Craig, and, um, and uh, Randy Gratishar. Like, that improves the Hall of Fame. It does. It, By getting it, those guys in. Randy Gratishar is one of the most overlooked people from the 80s by far and and they're going to make it transparent so like they're going to actually walk us down through the who the finalists are and i wonder where they got that idea from hmm i'm i'm sure that jim porter watches our podcast it's altogether possible hey jim could you just comment underneath we'd appreciate that thank you we would and speaking (laughs) of that uh i i think uh we're going to be doing all that again on the 18th Okay. Maybe. For, uh, yeah, because uh, it's it's in, it's in our thread, but there's so much activity in that. Thread, I, so. I somehow missed that. Okay. So. Well, we're thinking May 18th because that's when uh, the Schlegel Daddy is available that week. Okay. Uh, so we we are going to come up with our 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 seniors. Oh, okay. Yeah. So anyone who wants to sort of join and be a part of that, we're going to be asking people to submit 25 and then we're going to figure that out from there. No one's going to be, it's, it'll be a lot quicker because no one's making it, no one's going to have to present anything. Mm. And we'll just sort of like from the votes that come in, we'll be able to uh, make something work for that. Uh, I'm going to be on a work trip to Houston that day, just so you know. That actual day? The, the act, the day of the 18th. I'll be there 16, 17, 18 and 19. What so. about that night? That night, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. I've never been to one of these things before, so I have no idea what sort of thing okay. it is. But right. I'll, gotta, I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out when we get closer. Yeah, so we got to move it a couple of days. Well, let me know, and then we can sort of do that. Uh, we also want to do in June something for hockey, which will be a okay. pretty quick one. And again, anyone listening who hasn't been a, wants to be a part of that, uh, it, it'd be pretty... I call Pierre Turchard. Well, uh, the way I'm sort of thinking, right? This is the... Because the Sedins are going to get in as, a, as one, 1A, 1B. Uh, so I think for that one, because the hockey health, we don't know how many people they're going to put in. And I no. think everyone should just come up with two people other than the Sedins. Mm-hmm. And then we just sort of like put that in a group. I think it's going to be a much smaller group okay, of, of people who are sort of part of that. So you, me, uh, Vinny, uh, Chris wants to be a part of that. Actually, Chris kept, keeps asking me when we're going to do that. So that's, and he's, and I'm glad he is, because that's something that sometimes just, as much as I love hockey, sometimes the Hockey Hall of Fame doesn't do enough to promote itself. Mm-hmm. Despite what I do, I sometimes forget all about it. So that'll be quite a bit of fun for that. So, uh, yeah, so an excellent good and something that's very relevant to what we talk about. And, and we probably should have mentioned that last week, but yeah, there was a lot going on last week. So mm-hmm. uh, the bad. Uh, I'm just like. So when the Lakers won the championship a couple of years ago, that whole thing has just been called, you know, the uh, the bubble championship. And people aren't respecting it. Mm-hmm. What's going on in the playoffs with injuries mm-hmm. so far has really made things, I guess, more up in the air, but also not as satisfying in a way. Devin Booker, fortunately, the Suns survived a uh, very feisty Pelicans team. Mm-hmm. But Devin Booker going out messed with everything. Uh, we had 
uh, Chris Middleton is going to be out who kills the Celtics. It's a Celtics fan. Chris, recover as long as you need. <laughs> um, but Jalen Brown may be out game one now, too, with something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then yesterday, of course, Embiid got hit in the eye. Mm-hmm. got an orbital fracture. Yeah, did it say how – because I just read said, about it that. It said indefinitely he was out – he's out at least game one. And Embiid is – if I, – I, I would vote for Jokic as the MVP, but if it's not – if it's not him, it's got to be Embiid. And, I, and there's a big part of me that might even be easily convinced. Not that I, I have I, a vote, I, but go ahead. Yeah, I don't think there's. I don't think that's uh, ridiculous at all. And I dislike the Sixers immensely. I dislike Embiid's personality immensely. Uh, but uh, the way he played is certainly mm-hmm. worthy of being no worse than the second best in the league. Is that hatred because of the whole six? Just because you're a Celtics fan, or is that? It's 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 the whininess. Right, fair like, yeah, I mean, it's just like. People were trying to hate on Kevin Durant last round. I can't hate that Kevin Durant. Durant was stand up. He's like, hey, here's the situation. He wasn't making excuses. He wasn't like, oh, that's sorry. Stepping back to Kyrie Irving a second. Um, Kyrie but, Irving at the end of the Celtics eliminating them, saying that he and Kevin and the owner and the GM were going to sit together and figure out what to do and leave <laughs> Steve out of it all together. He's he. I almost had him as a good elevator down if you as to get a second one. Yeah. How many how many times in the last six seasons has Kyrie Irving played at least sixty games? I think this came up recently. Uh, was it only t- three times? It's once. Oh, once. once. Wasn't it three times overall in his career? Three times overall. Okay. Once in the last yeah, six yeah, yeah. seasons. Kyrie and you and I have both said is you and you have a legit reason to hate Kyrie as a Celtics fan, uh, which you've documented a lot. Uh, and I'm kind of indifferent. Like I, my respect shot up for him because he's a man of conviction. I'll, I'll say that it made a decision I wouldn't have made, but I understand. It. Yep. His, um, he, he and Le'Veon Bell. Yes. But uh, I, I, when you said, well, Durant, uh, uh, he's also the same guy who made his own burner account protecting himself. So let's not. Well, that, well, that is true. That is true. You know, so yeah, but that didn't that didn't affect me. So I forgot about it. Yeah, so, well, okay, um, yeah. So uh, like, yeah, but um, yeah, I know. I I like would I love him beat on my team? Yeah, but he's not on my team, so I kind of hate him. It's kind of he's kind of like Brad Marchand, to I bet to other players or that, other teams. That, oh, that that's an awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we're going to be talking about a player that later on in baseball who. Well, you hate him, and if he's on your team, I guess you hate him too. But that's yeah. come evident. We'll, we'll, close. We'll, we'll, we'll get yeah. we'll get to baseball. We'll get to baseball in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just I just want everyone to be healthy because just like I said, going in has the opportunity to be one of the greatest playoffs of all time. Mm-hmm. I thought six teams had a chance of winning. All six teams have made it through the first round. Um, so let's see the Celtics Bucks winner. Uh, God, if if Embiid can't play. And Jimmy Butler has a chance to eat James Harden alive. That that would be fantastic to watch. <laughs> Harden is going to be real because Harden has not been great. And I've said, and I've been defending him a bit, which is not really something I always thought I would do because I legitimately think that as talented as he is offensively and defensively, he decides periodically whether he wants to play. 
I do think that he might be, in terms of IQ points, one of the dumbest people alive. I, I think that he's a very stupid individual. I, I, I legitimately do. Saying that, I have been impressed with the fact that he seems to, he's lost a this step and he seems to be recognizing it with his usage. Mm. That's hard mm-hmm. for an elite athlete to do. Mm-hmm. That's especially someone who's been a ball hog. Really? He's been a ball hog? <laughs> yes. Yes, that was my blinding flash of the obvious, but yeah. I, I'm I'm impressed when someone can sort of be a little fair, bit self-aware. Fair That's fair enough. Now so. what does he do? What, if he feels that he's got to take over, can he? I don't know. This is Max, it, it's got to be maxi time. Like that I would think, I mean, stuff like this almost makes me, I mean, that's, I think something that we're going to be starting to do. We should start doing this shit live. We'll do it live, pal. There's only a few people who might've got that one, but okay. Fair enough. Yes. So anyway, so I think that's enough on that. I just want to go to the ugly. Um, so, all right. So let's get, let's get the less annoying side, I guess, out of the way. Well, no, which one that would annoying. be? For like the ninth time out of the last 15, the ugly goes to baseball. Um, so I'm going to start with the umpires to begin with. Uh, you may have seen mild-mannered Kyle Schwarber go absolutely ape shit on Angel Hernandez behind the plate the other day. <laughs> yeah, the best part about Schwarber, who played for my Red Sox last year and was a delight to have, I wish they'd resigned him. Uh, because right now, Travis Shaw is a black hole eating a black hole at first base. Uh, and I'd give Schwarber his shot at first. Um, but Schwarber got called out on strikes in a pitch that was not a strike. And he flipped out. He threw his bat. He rightfully got tossed. My favorite part is he came out of the dugout and said, it's not just for us. You suck for both teams. <laughs> Angel Hernandez. I mean, if you don't know who that is, or or even if you just thank lucky, thank your lucky stars. Well, it, it's just the, when an umpire trends as much as he does on Twitter. Mm-hmm. That's you. Well, usually if a ref is trending, it's never good, unless no. it's Ed Hockley because he just had those damn arms. Yeah. Uh, but the amount of YouTube videos of just why Angel Hernandez is the most incompetent man in sports. Well, here's the, here's here's not just Angel Hernandez, but here's why I bring that game up. Mm-hmm. On a one to a hundred scale, on that game, Angel Hernandez using the umpire system was graded as a ninety six. Okay, I would like to bring up a game that you probably didn't care anything about. Okay, yesterday's game between the Atlanta Braves and the Chicago Cubs. Okay, five to one win for the Braves. Mm-hmm. Umpire behind the plate was Quinn Walcott. Do you know Quinn Walcott? I've not heard that name before. Because he's competent. Quinn Walcott in that game called one missed strike ball call the entire game. He called a ball that should have been a strike a ball, and it, like, barely painted the black. We're talking, like, complete judgment call, probably, like, that much of the ball got over. But technically, it would have been a strike. He called it a ball. I'm guessing right? his score was lower than 96. 78. How? Called by an umpire. Yeah, 
exactly. It was, it was, it was probably <laughs> Joe West was in charge, so he probably calls it like. <laughs> There's another. Bring up another game Monday, April 18th. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colorado four, Philadelphia Phillies one. The man behind the plate was a man, was Pat Hoberg. You know Pat Hoberg? I do not, because he's competent. Pat Hoberg called the one ball, which was low and doing the same thing on the outside of the plate, a ball that should have been a strike. Mm-hmm. His rating, 81. What are the umpires doing? I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna, I, I haven't done any research on this, obviously, but I'm going to guess that in terms of ratings, let me guess, is seniority playing a bit of a factor in this? It's got to. I mean, it just absolutely has to. I just, I don't, I don't know. And then, and then, I mean, there's so many funny things that happen with, uh, with the NBA and referees. Like as soon as we saw Scott Foster in game four of the Celtics nets, mm-hmm. we knew that something was up and Scott Foster tried so hard. He followed out uh, Tatum on a foul that was not a foul. And then after the game of the Celtics win, there's a great picture of the Celtics celebrating and Scott Foster just looking at Kevin Durant like I tried. <laughs> uh but yeah the even those refs are not as bad as the several umps him las diaz and a few others in baseball are just so bad at their jobs and there's just they keep getting rewarded for it i just i don't know what to say you know to borrow from scarface i mean angel fernandez is dead but angel hernandez is alive <laughs> Okay, I'm not wishing death on him. I just want to be no, no, very, no, very clear, but okay. You never know. Well, sometimes people will take that. Uh, and your second half, well, part two ugly. Part two ugly is about as ugly as they come. I don't know how what, to feel. What can you say about Trevor Bauer that you can't say about Afghanistan? Um, <laughs> sorry, I had to bring up Silky Johnson again. Um, so first of all, by the way, the Mets had their second no-hitter ever today. Where they had uh, the starting pitcher plus four relievers they had a no hitter. Uh, you know, I, I didn't even have to. I was I wasn't even going to ask which which pitcher because I knew the way baseball is. Yeah, McGill, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Her name was McGill, and she called herself Nil, but everyone knew her as Nancy. Name the Beatles song. Rocky Raccoon. Oh. Anyway, uh, so Trevor Bauer appears to be a troubled individual can, yep. can we say that without any without any craziness right at the very least colossally unlikable so well that that that's ultimately his problem more than anything oh so totally. he's, been, he's been accused by one person of a whole bunch of sexual misconduct which he claims was consensual and she claims it's not right mm-hmm. so um he was suspended today by Major League Baseball and agreed on by the Players Union, which just goes to show you how despised this man actually exactly. is. Exactly, yes. For two full seasons, not counting the season he missed last year because he got paid for that season. Mm-hmm. This season and next season, where he will not get paid, 324-game suspension. And that's it. He's not going to play again. Not in this, just, not in this country. So this is a he said, she said. 
and we have to acknowledge it because that's possible. It's possible. Everything is whatever. It's possible. Yeah. Do you remember a man named Antonio Osuna? Yes. Yeah. Uh, that uh, uh, pitcher did something to his girlfriend, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. It was not Antonio. What's his What's his first name? Antonio Osuna was oh, Marcelo Osuna. Uh, what was it? Marcelo Osuna? No, Marcel. no. I'm sorry, Antonio Osuna. I apologize. No, he's no, uh, the Osuna. He's an outfielder. Oh my God, I can't. I, I can't remember the closer. The closer for the. Uh, oh Jays. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was traded. He was traded, and then the, then uh, the guy from the Roberto Osuna. Excuse yeah, me, I yes, apologize. Roberto Osuna, and because uh, I was also, also thinking about another person too, uh, this minor league player might probably be a different name, uh, but who there was like a graphic video of him beating the crap out of his girlfriend. When you actually actually see the video of that in in uh, not the dugout, but just in a, in a stair tunnel. But anyway. But yeah, I, I remember Ozuna, yes. So Roberto Ozuna, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, I said Roberto again. I didn't mean Roberto. Yeah, Roberto. Roberto Ozuna beat the crap out of his wife mm-hmm. and was basically caught doing it in mm-hmm. the act of yep. doing it. That, we can all agree, is very, very bad. Mm-hmm. We can also say there's no he said, she said on that one. I agree. He got 75 games. Mm-hmm. Of course, now, to be fair, the policies changed since. They, they, this is like the, apparently the first uh, suspension under Major League Baseball's new domestic violence policy. Fair. But my point I, here, though, is even, yeah. even with that, yeah. Anon, he said, she said, the idea that he's, Bauer is just so universally disliked. Mm-hmm. That he's getting two full seasons is insane. I'm glad you brought up, though, because I think that's something that has not been discussed, I, or at least not very much, very much so I didn't do that deep a dive. But the Major League Baseball has the most, one of the most powerful unions in sports, right? 100%. It did nothing. The Dodgers are more than happy that he is gone. Yep, and they don't have to pay him. And again, I want to back up because I want to make this perfectly clear. Mm-hmm. I don't think that Trevor Bauer should be pitching. Okay. And I don't, if everything they say is true, I, it's reprehensible. There's just insufficient evidence in a court of law for anything to have happened. Right. And we're not going to discuss what it was that he's been accused of. Uh, we'll let you do, check that out on your own. Long story short, safe, safe, safe search that guys. Yeah, and, and what is that? Not safe for work. Uh, it is completely reprehensible and mm-hmm. still possible. Cons- I don't know what people, people it, do. It, it, right? it, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's not possible. But, it's entirely possible. But again, this guy's done because yeah. he is colossal. A, a pitcher that good that nobody wants. 100%. Yeah, and because he's just that. Maybe the Astros will sign him just so they can bury him in the minor leagues. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. I don't think they'd even do that. It's no, they would not. And and it's sort of. I I saw some people comparing that to Deshaun Watson. And okay, what's the biggest difference? It's not that one's white, one's black. It's one is like teammates. One had one has twenty four accusers and one has one. Yes. So, I mean, like, I, I can easily see why people say, well, how is this happening with the shot? Well, bottom line is, 
and I'm not condoning this. I want to be very clear on that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Deshaun is a very likable person in his locker room. Because if you look at the level of skill, I, I still put Deshaun over Bauer, but I think you know where I'm going with this. Yeah, I know what you're doing. Yeah, so Trevor Bauer, there's stories about him being a douche from years well before before we even knew about any of his sexual proclivities if in fact mm-hmm. there are i mean i don't know but it, that's the most fascinating thing to me and i agree with you well, it's just I, I, mean, I, I don't think his proclivities are in question he agrees that he had that's true very rough consensual sex okay that that what, okay, ha- that, what that happened is, after that is what's at debate well, right and i don't know what this sets a precedent for but i i, I don't or I don't think it's that's precedent for anything. I think it's just a good riddance on both sides. That's honestly how, how, I'm, how I'm seeing this. Because I don't know if somebody does this again who was super likable, and it's a he said, she said. What then happens? Dodgers were happy to get rid of him because they were doing, ju- they found out they did just fine without him. There's no teammates sticking, well, no one's going to, but. Right. But again, and this is by no means defaming this person in any way, shape, or form. But mm-hmm. if it, on the Dodgers, probably the most popular player is Mookie Betts. Like everybody loves Mookie Betts. He's mm-hmm. probably one of the nicest, greatest guys. Something yeah. like this happens to Mookie Betts and he's getting suspended for two years. I don't know. And again, I'm not saying I, there's no questions out there that Mookie Betts ever did anything like this. I'm uh, just picking okay. him because he's the most popular Dodger. Well, okay, let's say let's say this. Let. I can safely say possibly, but at least the MLB union would try. Correct. To get it reduced. Or at least put up some kind of fight. Was there anyone who stood up for him, this guy at all? No. Like, like I wonder if he even got any, even any private messages. Oh, uh, we got your back. Like who? Aubrey Huff. Aubrey, couldn't do it on I'm Twitter. Sorry. He's still banned. I'm sorry. I'm kidding. Well, you said private messages. I was just kidding. No, he can't do it. Uh, well. Well, not on Twitter, you can't. True. There are other forms of uh, social media, my friend. I have tried them. They're boring. <laughs> you know, it's because like, like I, I did. I, I think I said this to I don't know if I said this on air or off. Uh, like when all that, it's like when Gab started. And then you said, like, why bother? It's like just this right wing cesspool. It wasn't. It was nothing. It was just a bunch of people just sort of say, like setting up a safety net. Mm. Nothing just was by, going on there. It was boring. So just by the way, just by the way, just just get ourselves shadow banned here. Uh, there's no way Elon Musk takeover Twitter is going to fall apart. Just so you know. Oh, do you think so? Hundred percent. His his company's valuation went down ninety eight billion dollars in the week after he did it. Well, I know this much: it won't affect us. It does not affect us. No. No. So there there's there's that. But yeah, that to me and was really the most fascinating thing not in the least surprising not the two years i mean the two years was but just that they dropped also too they, they dropped it so fast like right after it's like okay well well maybe we might have to do something it's like they were ready i i just think i just think the end again and i i don't want to minimize the accusations against him mm-hmm. i just think that they have set such a precedent with a two-year suspension, because I guarantee you this, this is not the last player who's going to get involved in the domestic violence situation. Oh, no. Which is sad to say, but yeah, I agree. Just, uh, it has nothing to do with them being baseball players. This has to do with percentages in society. 
more than anything else, right? Yep. At some point with all those guys, somebody's going to be involved in a domestic violence situation. And are you really going to suspend everyone for two years? I don't know. I don't think so. Well, and then, then what? Then what happens? It's, it's just, it's the whole thing's interesting. It's, I'm not surprised it's Bauer. I'm not surprised to drop the hammer. Mm -hmm. It's just that now that they've dropped the hammer, what happens if they have an actual Roberto Ozuna situation where there's yeah. someone punching their spouse and caught in the act? Are they banned for life? Because that, that's essentially what we've done at this point. Based on this plateau, I'd have to agree with you. Yeah. But then, this is, you know, again, and this is, again, not defending anything Bowers accused you have done. No, but this not. is a weird place this is a weird precedent for i know this guy's just nobody likes him it's just a weird place that the mlb started that they can't back off from we'll be I, we'll be discussing this again i hate to say it uh but you know like that's i don't hate it because i mean i i, I can't justify this yeah. period anyway oh, I, again, uh saying again, that I, I go too i, I think i think about this as a lawyer more than anything Okay, yeah, that, that's a, that's a very good point. You know, because the NFL, they've been they've done a, a much better job than before. That I think we can. I think they all have. Obviously, I mean, I I know the bar was low, but let's. If you well, all Roger Goodell had to do is be better than Roger Goodell, and that's not hard. I know that's not hard, but he did it. Sure. Look, when he, when the bar is low and he didn't trip over it. I don't know what more to say. I mean, I'm not defending Roger Goodell. Uh, I'll, I'll, I can close with this. You know, if, if you if you want to do something like that, join the WNBA. You don't get suspended at all when you beat up your wife. Fair enough. Yeah. And I, I hate to say it. And if you think I'm joking, like, that makes no sense. No, look it up. It that happens. That is 100% true. I'm glad domestic violence is being taken much more seriously. I understand a situation in which they suspend somebody for two years for doing something. I, it's just my question is this case well where it's okay so let's go back to that from the from the legal thing because this was dropped mm -hmm. so if this is dropped for what, what, what lack of evidence i guess yeah like they figured they can't like all they've got is a he said she said and you can't really do much more i mean i don't i don't know law regardless yeah they, they they didn't feel they had enough to move forward on right uh so that would also worry me too because of someone who's innocent. I mean, I, again, yeah, it, that is entirely possible. I I tend to believe accounts until like there's no reason to believe the account. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, like, let's take the Duke lacrosse team from 100%. Right. And so, like, if that was like for pros, now, how long before that accusation came out? And then it actually was it a, two years? Is a while. This, this proven? Yeah, it was a while. Yeah, so something like that could very easily happen to any of us. And God, I'm not minimizing this. I hope it doesn't sound like that. Right. But, but if there, but if the NFL, if the MLB is in a situation where there is a false accusation. Okay, so then they're going to get. How do you think? Like, what was the the Dodgers contract left with Bauer? Because he just signed with them. I'm sure the, El the Dodgers were thrilled. I hate to say it, but yeah, I don't know. It just I 
it's just an interesting precedent to set again not trying to minimize anything but there's it's literally he said she said that got dropped and it seems because this guy's an asshole mm-hmm. they they dropped the the anvil on the coyote here <laughs> and this coyote ain't catching no more roadrunner coyote was never catching the roadrunner but anyway mm-hmm. that's enough i just it, it's it's a t- t- tough situation i hope that we came off the way we wanted to come off on this. We are not professionals by any means, but like, it's just, it's amazing that this is the case they decided to do it on. Bauer seems like a scumbag. It's a t- that makes the uh, accusations more believable because he seems like a scumbag. Right. But yeah. there's, but he given other six minute uh, video two up. Which yeah. Was... But given other similar situations they've had in the past, and I know the rule changed and everything else, this is just I, I don't know where the where the MLB goes from here. I, I honestly think you're kind of right that they this was just something that they were happy to get rid of them and not thinking long term. Yeah, and which is very Rob Manfred thing to do. You know, it, it very much is. So Rob like, Manfred's family crest says we don't think long term. I think it just says we don't think. But he had but but it's a, but it's an Esperanto. <laughs> nice. And with that, so at some point in the future, this is the plug-in time, we are going to do that football show. Evan and I will figure that out when we're going to do that. Because, like, obviously I want to make sure you're part of that. So you'll let me know in the future. You know, for that. That's good. Uh, yeah, I'll let yeah. you know. Yeah, and so there'll be some other plugs that I'm going to do on the Bucknerverse. I have to do this. Bucknerverse. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Yeah, I can't do the more you know because that's probably copyrighted. That very well. Oh, well, that's right. Should, is that where he stole it from? God damn it! I thought it was original. Yeah, because I'm the first person to come up with doing this. Yep. Well, if you want to see more of me, and I don't know why you would. My first wife sure as hell don't. Doesn't. Does. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Neither does English language. But continue. No, apparently not. Well, in Canada, this might be more legible. Is is there a you? <laughs> if there's if there's no you, how is there how is there a team? That doesn't make sense either. Anyway, we're we're losing it. Keep finish. Yeah, up this here. is where I wish I would edit, and I don't. But if you want to see more and hear more of the Bucknerverse, we have de- we've recorded a few other things. The classic sports review. Uh, Tom Hall was a special guest. We looked at the fumble game. And that was actually a lot of fun watching. I had a new respect for Ernest Biner. What a beast he was. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. he did fumble, but uh, man, that was fun to watch. Love watching these old footballs. So look for, look for that soon. We are, or look at the first ever televised USFL game from 1983 is also up. So check that out. That's the show I do regularly with Glenn Pulowski, the greatest triathlete ever from Buffalo. I don't know if you knew that, Evan. Greatest one ever from Buffalo. You you've said, and I have I have no contradictory evidence. So yeah, defended that title successfully in Antarctica for one year. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, the penguins can't really ride the bike too well, but they tried. Uh, it's, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it is tough. They they got him in swimming though. That is true. Well, I don't think they go very fast. I think they just they go those. pretty fast. Penguins yeah. go pretty fast. Yeah, penguins are significantly faster than the water of the humans. Hmm. They have to outswim seals and sharks and killer whales hmm. so they go pretty fast oh well, other shows we also have uh 
how the hell did this go number one? We looked at the Escape Club, Wild Wild West. And if you don't, ah. remember, that's okay. Most people don't. I love that song. That, I, remember, I remember that music video with the mirror in image in the middle there. Okay. Well, you, you might be the first to get it right away because every time I said that I'm doing that, they said like, oh, Wild Wild West, no. Oh, oh Will Smith, no. No. Yeah, no, the music video is a white background with a mirror in the middle and whatever's happening on one side's happening to the other, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so look for that one to go up soon. Wild Wild West. Wild West. That one. Yes, that's yeah. the one. Uh, uh, Chris Bourdain and I will be recording probably next week on how the hell did, uh, sorry, no, it was this crap was on national television. We've uh, decided on the powers of Matthew Starr. I have no idea who that is. Well, it's crap. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yes. And Vinny Laspinusa, we recorded a show where he looks at, he makes the Hall of Fame cases for some people you wouldn't think. And he actually did a request of mine, and I'm really excited about this one for everyone to hear that. Former U.S. President Theodore Roosevelt. And he tells you why he should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but mostly the College Football Hall of Fame. And if you think it makes no sense, no, Vinny's going to tell you why it really does. Fair enough. Yeah. And I, 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 I'm sorry, I got Wild Wild West stuck in my head, so. I still have, we built this city. Oh, I'll stick with Wild Wild West. She's so mean, but I don't care. I love her eyes and her wild, wild hair. Dance to the beat that we love best. Heading for the 90s, living in the wild, wild west. I think think you might be the only person to actually remember that. And I'm including the actual lead singer. (laughs) That song was great. I love that song. Oh, we'll just add that as one of our other disagreements. Fair enough. Which I'm okay. not saying it's a good song. I just say I love it. Uh, but is it a member berry thing? Is that just so you have good memories? No, wait, you would have been much younger then. You would have only been eight. You know what? We all would have been younger then. Okay, but I mean, not a teen, a sophisticated teen like I was. I see what you're saying. Yes. I know. Sophisticated. Yeah, there's some. There's a word that never goes with me. I'll close now. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> wherever you are, wherever you may be, stay safe, everyone. Talk to you later, guys. Be good.